Hey, welcome to the Notebooks Podcast. Let's roll. What's up, 49er freaks? Thanks for tuning in to the Notebooks Podcast. For those who have read a book, we're sorry, but we're called Notebooks for a reason. I forget what that is. Dre, why are we called Notebooks? Well, think about it. Every time you watch television, mm-hmm. you're watching an interview lately yes. because we're in the whole COVID situation. You watch somebody on uh, the TV and in the background, what do they have? Increasingly numbers of books. And who are we? Well, we're people that don't necessarily have books behind us right now. Uh, well, that's because I don't read books, but... Well, I, I like to keep up on the news, but I don't need to uh, show you how many books and how smart I am. I mean, I was watching, a, I think, an episode of CNN the other day, and they were just... Every single interview was going more and more. The person had books. I, literally, someone was at a library trying to talk to us about COVID or whatever the hell they were talking about. So... That's kind of like we're talking notebooks. We, we are just trying to set the precedent that this is kind of off the cuff. We want it comfortable. And we don't need to prove how smart we are. You're going to learn we're not smart at all. So we just want to get right out in front and let you know, hey, notebooks is who we are. You know, I hate to bring up in our inaugural show, COVID as the first thing we talk about. We're going to talk about it because that's, you know, how we kind of got our name and, and why we think you know, no books apply. So, you know, every single team in the NFL is going through the same thing. It's almost like a bubble they're having. And it's interesting that the 49ers, I think, are going to have some benefit from having that close-knit group, that veteran group um, during this time. Am I making sense? Do you think that's the way it's going to be? I think it's going to be that way, but I also think that the benefits of COVID and the 49ers, if you think about the leadership all the way from top to bottom, it's really no different than any other business. Any other business plan right now, you have to adapt to this new situation. So you have a good structure and leadership. You have uh, you have uh, Lee Iacocca at the top. You have John Lynch, and then you have Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. From top to bottom, they need to – they need to put the practices in place, though, the processes in place to keep everyone safe. So if you talk about the benefits of COVID, if you have the right kind of leadership down. Other than the deaths happening right now, right? Yeah, You're not talking deaths. about that. Okay, yeah, not, not the deaths. All right, not the deaths. Okay, good. This is not that important in sports, I <laughs> right, understand. I know. But if you, have, if you have the right management and then the coaching staff and then the players on the field, obviously, is the most important part of this process. You're going to have to have the right kind of players preaching the right uh, mindset to the, pl- the rest of the younger players on the team. But I think that the, going back to what you said, the benefits of it, I do believe that the 49ers have that structure in place to where they could actually uh, veterans pre- preach to what's important yeah. to keep everybody safe and then keep, uh, if you, you know, if you want to look at it in a smaller picture as to the, what's, what's at stake here, it's to have a season. And have, well, it's to win the damn Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Do you want At talk, this point, do you want to talk about last year's Super Bowl? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even remember it at this point. Uh, you know, I, I think it comes down to and what we we're really saying. And I think to encapsulate what you're saying is, is that the teams with the most discipline, with the coaches in place, yes. with that type of leadership, is really going to be the biggest difference. And so, teams that are not having to have a new coach, a new system, a new quarterback, you know, the new jerk free agent. All that kind of stuff is going to be a, a big help. So, you know, it sounds like the way things are going in camp right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like they're, they're running a pretty tight ship down there. Absolutely. And I think it starts with, it starts from top to bottom. But if you talk about the players in place, you have the right guys. Richard Sherman, 
Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. George Kittle. Kittle will get in your face and say, you know, can't go to the club. I mean, they're all closed anyways. You can't get into clubs now anyways, but they're all closed. So, you know, that's going to be a big help. I mean, you know, no strip clubs. Well, we, we maybe be able to get along for a little while. Um, and I think that's also going to really help the 49ers in a situation where there's no preseason. And without preseason, you're going to have the same type of thing. You're going to have you have new teams, new coaches, and the first three or four games might be very sloppy. I hope we come out and, you know, because we have those goals of that Super Bowl and we're a pretty complete team, I think we're going to come out and just hit the ground running. Um, you know, speaking of hitting the ground running, I hear Kittle, like, drop some freshman the other day or something like that in practice, like, some new guy? Who was that? I don't know who that was. You don't remember who that is? No. Well, it proves that's why we don't have any books. <laughs> Apparently, we don't have Wi-Fi either. Wait, can we go backwards just a little bit here? Because when yeah. we were talking about the leadership structure, I did want to. I did want to get your opinion on. Think about when we were kids growing uh-huh. up, uh-huh. how important it was to have the right type of leadership in uh, in the 49ers organization. What do they have now? They have Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Both were given lengthy extensions, which is going to be, for me, as a fan, it's fun. Because yeah. now you know that you have the right kind of people in place. Yeah, so winning's fun, is that what you're saying? Winning is fun. Yeah, if, if the Niners went 2-14, and 14, would we be doing this right now? Hey, I remember the 2-14 <laughs> team with Colin Kaepernick diving into the end zone. That was fun. Mm, yeah, I, 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 I guess so. But it's a lot more fun with the team that, that the Niners have right now. Um, speaking of fun... You know, I hate wrestling, but I almost would watch wrestling for, for Kittle because he's absolutely amazing. And, you know, he, he's like that love and that passion. Um, it, it's something to behold. I mean, like, you don't see that a lot in athletes where it's absolutely contagious. And, I'm, you know, I love to spend other people's money. So thank God they tied him up and they, they gave him the money he deserves. Absolutely. Uh, I think you're talking about somebody that, Think about Brent Jones, how how good he was. Yeah. But as for a 49er fan, but then you look and the the whole entire picture of the NFL and how good George Kittle is. He's obviously number one and number two best tight ends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, how, what, did you, what did you say? Number one and number two. I don't know what number two is. He's number one. Well, yeah, he isn't. He you isn't. give a fuck about Kelsey. <laughs> um, but the point being is like you got to pay the guy. How, how much? How much is he worth to your team? He's worth everything to this. Oh, team. he's worth everything, and and. On top of that, you know, as far as from a John Lynch perspective and a Kyle Shanahan perspective, it shows the rest of these teams, the rookies and even veterans that, man, you play balls to the wall, we're going to tie you up. We're going to, you know, we're going to pay you. We're going to take care of you. Nothing to worry about. I mean, things are going to get tighter and tighter as we go along. And a lot of these these great rookies, including both, I mean, we might have to, like, give the keys to – the Transamerica building to Bosa, but uh, whatever it takes to get him to, to come back. You need to do that. You need to take care of Bosa right now. You might as well just go ahead and pay that right now. <laughs> we just immediately start the slurping. <laughs> All right. First thing we need to do is uh, 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 order some uh, knee pads through Amazon, please. All right. Overnight those fuckers right now. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it brings us to Bosa. So obviously we're going to talk about what's going on in training camp right now and, you know, Trent Williams versus Bosa, my God, that's iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron, and you know I remember 
I learned early on as a kid that the only way that Andre's going to get better is when he plays with me. So he plays with someone better. <laughs> he plays with someone better than he is, and then, you know, you, you become better. But in all seriousness, it's like, I'm so glad that the transition from Staley retiring to Trent Williams coming in and being an absolute badass after missing a year, and it sounds like he's hungry, you know, as long as he moves fast on the field, shit, he can, he can drive 120 once in a while on 280. I don't care. Just don't get caught next time. But, you know, I think that first game, you're going to see these guys start manhand- like manhandling people. If you have the two best in the world going at each other all the time, man, regular season is going to seem a lot easier than camp right now. It's crazy to think about how these guys and their positions are top tier and what it put like what happened to McGlinchey? Like he's having yeah. he's apparently having a great great camp. He better be having a good camp. But you don't even hear about him because he's freaking towered by these other two guys. Yeah. There's a lot of guys having a good camp that are towered by these two guys. And you know, that's gonna be fun to watch and and you know Trent both are Pro Bowl guys and all pro guys, and that's gonna be really exciting to see Trent um, and Trent Williams be fresh this year and be really be able to go at it. Bosa is going to be double teamed a lot this year, but he's Bosa. He's, he's going to win a lot of those matches. And I love his work ethic and, and you know, his humility. He's not coming in this year. I, I look what I did last year. I mean, I'm the best. I'm the rookie. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's in the blood. I, yeah, think, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think, I think, I think the, the, the Bosa blood is how can I get better from where I was last yeah, year? How can I fuck up as many people as I can this next year? <laughs> So I mean, look at so you talked about Bosa, and then uh, I was I was thinking about the run D improvement. Like that's the one area of improvement that they need to get better at. And if Bosa plays his game to where it's supposed to be, and D Ford is ninety one percent healthy, <laughs> he's, I don't think he's ever going to be one hundred percent. So we talked. About I think he, after high school, I think that was about it. So you have the wide nine, and you have said. You told me we were talking about it, and you said the wide nine. You're going to give up some. You're going to give up. Yeah, nine. you're vulnerable to some run. I mean, it's just you're giving that up for that pressure on the quarterback. So, if you look at what they need to improve on, and that's the run, where is where is the improvement going to come from? Is it going to be from Kinlaw? Now we have uh, Jones, who's mm-hmm. got a concussion. No. He's on his shoulder. That's good. DJ. DJ Jones. DJ Glass. <laughs> what do you What do you think? That, in your perspective, I've heard, you know, Eric Armstead, he's, he better not retrace this year. He better not go backward. He better have a, a season. He, no excuses this year. I don't care who we lost. All right. And I don't want to say his name because I don't want to start crying, but you know, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's gone, but you can't have a step back this year. Um, Did you believe me when I told you that? What? About Buckner getting traded? I think I texted you and I said, hey, Buckner just got traded. Uh, I didn't know. I, 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 after, I, after I regained my consciousness, I, uh, I, yeah, I looked at the news and, and did it. I mean, yeah, it's hard to lose the guy. Um, but in John Lynch, I trust. He's proven it thus far. I can't until... You know, they regress, and if they regress, you can't say anything. They got a number of pieces in a lump, uh, an incredibly young team. Just to get back on track, we're talking about the run defense, and now you bring in a guy like Javon Kinlaw. 
Who, who I guess is apparently like one of the largest individuals some people have seen. Apparently so. But he uh, also is uh, pretty open to saying that he needs to get better. He better he's, get better. He's not, he's, uh, he's, he's saying not, NCAA? He's not winning battles against offensive linemen that are not going to be there uh, come September 13th. Yeah. But, the, you know, I always try to look at the bright side, at least when I'm in a good mood. And the fact that Kinlaw is getting a lot of reps because DJ is a little banged up right now is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, with DJ, you know, he's been banged up a lot. Let Kinlaw get some reps. He knows what to do. I mean, DJ Jones will come in first week and be okay. He doesn't need to take a, a huge amount of reps. Um, you know, it's good. There's there's a lot of good competition happening right now. and And it seems like the wide receiver competition has been strong, even though Debo has been sidelined. So we're going to go there. We're going to go to the wide receiver competition. Well, we got to talk about it. Well, the, the guy is Trent Taylor. That's the guy who I think is going to be the difference maker, just based off of his rookie season, mm-hmm. coming in with Garoppolo. Who's Trent Taylor? <sighs> I haven't guy. seen him in a minute. He's the guy that uh, was, was all the rage in 2017, 2018. <laughs> he... Uh, Got well, he got I don't can't remember at this point he got hurt broke his foot uh, foot became a foot infection I'm not even sure if that was last year in 2019 yeah. he had the foot infection yeah but he's been a ghost since but uh, they need him they need him bad they need him bad because he, he's going to be that underneath type player like that goofball in New England <laughs> um, he's going to be that type of player where you wait the goofball in New England is the wide receiver coach now for the 49ers no I wasn't talking about I'm talking about the player oh. who. The goofball little white guy in New England. He's, he went to your high school. Oh, Mr. Brady? Oh, come oh, on, oh, man. Oh, 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 I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. We're talking to Trent Taylor. Who would Trent Taylor remind you of on New England right now? Edelman. Okay, thank yeah. you. Went to your shitty high school anyways. You should know who the guy is. Broke all my records. <laughs> what? How many Cokes you can drink at lunch? <laughs> man, I had five sandwiches and he had six. Son of a bitch. Whatever, dude. He was on steroids. All right. Hey, 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 Proven. It caught up to him finally. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make him any taller, though. No. Oh, I guess not. steroids haven't, haven't advanced to that level where they can actually make you real like a human okay. being. Real quick. Let's go down, let's go down the list of, laundry list of, uh, of uh, people that uh, went to our high schools that were successful. Well, for me, it was Edelman. I don't know of anybody else. You had Bob Melvin. That's it. Okay. And then, well, obviously me. <laughs> Forgot about you. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm I'm blossom late in life. Okay. The, the ultimate warrior. So, so get your get your get your wiki page ready to add my name to it anytime. Right. All right. Let's go a little deeper. Who was the fun ones? Greg Jeffries. I don't know. That was our time. Greg. Jeffries. Yeah, but that was a Sarah. I don't want to. Uh, we don't need to go up there. Okay. You want to get back on track? You want to go down the list? You, you know that my senior year, I, I outranked Tom Brady. I just want to let you know that, right? That's right. You guys are in the same class. We are in the same class. Not anymore. I have no class, and he has all the class. He has all the ass and all the money. So that's that's where the uh, comparisons end. All right. So what's you know here's here's what I'm thinking this year. I'm thinking Bourne leads the team in wide receiver touchdowns. Tell me I'm stupid. You're not. He could have been there last year. That's the first time I've heard that. Good. Well, no, he's uh, Kendrick Bourne, obviously is uh, at that point in his career that he needs to put up big time. It's going to be hard in this offense because that's not the way they play. Did it, 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 am I making this up or is my memory bad? But it seemed like he was running a post like yeah. 10 times a game. In the end zone too. 
Well, that's the point. We run a post. Well, no, I'm just saying. The post like, is not on the 50. The post is at the end of the end zone. And the, for how many times did you see him? And that probably wasn't a whole lot, but every time they needed him to go post in the end zone, he was there to catch it. Mm, as long as the ball got to him properly. Come on now. Uh, we won't. Maybe we're going to let that slide. I'm going to. You know, this is our first show. We're going to let Jimmy G take a week off. Okay, so Kendrick Bourne's your guy. How many touchdowns? <laughs> how many yards? Not that that matters, really, but how many yards? I, oh, Kyle Shanahan's offense, if he comes even close to 1,000, that's a great year. That means he's the number one. Yeah, you're going to just be spreading it around. You're, you know, you're going to see probably Debo with eight, 900, maybe a 1,000. I mean, On he'll sweep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, 1,000 yards rushing the ball on the sweep. Um no, he, you know, probably Debo will come up with like 750 and then maybe have like 400 yards rushing, 300 yards rushing. Because that worked last year. You think Kyle's going to stop what works? No. I mean, he ran the ball 30, 50 times in a row. He doesn't care. Teams like, are going to set up to stop that. Yeah. And that's why I say Trent Taylor's the man. Yeah. And how do, all right. So. So you're Kendrick Bourne, I'm Trent Taylor. Okay. But like, now I, I need you to educate me a little bit so I don't screw this up. Brandon. Ayuk. Ayuk. Tell me what's going on with him. You've been following him a little bit. So they're saying that he's having an outstanding camp. He stands out above uh, the rest. Yeah. He is, um, I don't know if this matters or not, but they say that, uh, they say, people that I've read say that he is uh, advanced past where Debo was at this point. Yeah. Um, but then I think they also are two different players. Uh, they say they're yeah. a lot alike. but yeah. uh, Physically, Brandon, they're, they're very different. Brendan Ioke is a route runner, and uh, Debo is a mauler. Well, he'll just go, he'll go straight yeah, up on yeah, the handoff yeah. across the middle for a five-yard slant, and he'll run you over. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Ayuk is supposed to be uh, looking like he could be a significant impact uh, come opening day because of Debo being out. All right, until the, until the first loss, I'm going to treat everything as a positive, and I'm going to prove it to you, all right? So with Debo out right now, it's going to give Pettis an opportunity. Who? Who? <laughs> There's a guy on the 49ers. He's a wide receiver. Oh, his dad. His yeah, dad. yeah. His name is Pettis. He actually, uh, you know, he didn't catch a ball past uh, uh, Halloween, but, you know, I hear he, he's having a good camp, and that Kyle is, is pretty happy the way he showed up this so he, year. He put down the cat and started working out. He put down the cat. <laughs> he's like, oh, damn, Netflix is out. I gotta go, I gotta go start pumping some iron, huh? <laughs> All right. So, the, you know, it seems like they have talent at wide receiver, and they need that person that that person to step up and be that leader. Especially with Emmanuel Sanders now gone, so who's going to be that guy? I say it has to be Kendrick Bourne. He's been there. He's Kendrick been- Bourne's going to be the leader this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, who else is who else? So what be? you're what you're really saying is I'm a genius for picking him with the most receiving talent. Yeah. yeah, you are. But I think as far as where he was when he came on to the 49ers, mm-hmm. being almost cut because of his work ethic yep. to where he is now, uh, he is going to – he's one of the older receivers on the team. What, what, what year is this for him? Uh, I believe this is his fourth year. Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of his money year, right? It's his third or fourth year. He was, uh, he's been there with Shanahan from the get-go. Uh-huh. So if this is the fourth year. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a make or break for him too. Uh, it, it, it sounds like the story. You it's, know a, it's a make or break for Kendrick Bourne uh, because I think it's if, if he doesn't and Pettis, if he doesn't perform uh, exceptionally well, the league takes if the league takes no, notice of him. Yeah, he's gone. 
So, so what you're saying is, he plays shitty, he's gone. He plays great, he's gone. <laughs> well, if he plays, that's true, right? If he plays shitty, yeah, he's not going to be on the team next year. Right. He's going to be tossing packages at FedEx or but, playing for the Jets, either one. <laughs> or in Nevada playing for the Raiders. You know, <laughs> man, he's fast. All right, good. Throw him a ball. So, uh, all right. So, uh, so what we're really saying, and it sounds like what I'm hearing for you is we're on the same page that there's. There's some light in the wide receiver group. There's, there's Even without her. I mean, God, the one guy I wanted to see this year was Jalen Hurd. Yep. The one guy. Yep. I was so big on him during the preseason game in Dallas. That's the only, that's the only thing you have with him. It seems he, like a million years ago. He scored two touchdowns. Yep. But, um, you know, Following him in that little preseason, you saw that he's like you know six four, two hundred thirty mm-hmm. pounds. But it's the attitude. It's it's Dirt. something that they lack. They don't have. Well, Debo, you mean like that kind of physical, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I can run you over, I can run around yeah. you mentality, right? But you know, like gangster attitude. Like I'm, I'm gangster I'm, attitude. I'm willing to go like what I have, right? <laughs> I'm willing when to I'm when someone there. asks me to put on a mask, I'm like, what's up? Yeah, I'm willing to go out there and I will destroy you if yeah. you get in my way. Now, they don't have that with him, but do they have that in Juwan Jennings is the question. Oh, nice, because I was about to bring him up, because he's got the body. He has that big body that we're kind of missing over the middle, right? Comes from the same school. They were actually teammates at Tennessee. Not that Mm -hmm. that matters, but... So so he was getting him water, right? He was getting her in water when he was running routes. We'll spin that off. Tell me me your thoughts about the the Pac-12. Players from the Pac-12. I don't know. They're not playing this year. What are they going to do? I mean... I'm just saying... Talk about the Pac-12 players being a little yeah. bit soft, and the SEC. It SC, seems like hit and miss, doesn't it? The SEC players are a little bit tough. I, it seems doesn't it, it? Doesn't it seem like more of a risk to draft a Pac-12 player? John Elway is tough as nails, but <laughs> great. He can't GM with a shit. But you know, remember when he flipped around over and poured the ends up? I don't care about John Elway. What I'm talking about is is it seems like when we draft players. Like SEC, okay, there's make or break, but it seems like there's more in the, in the middle there, right? It seems like you can get some kind of journeyman like who may play seven, eight, nine years, coming in on third down, spell some players, and I'm talking about every position across the board. But Pac-12, man, it's like it's fifty-fifty. That, that good? Maybe. You think John Lynch has learned his lesson from his first pick, drafting some Stanford kid? I, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have Solly Thomas and you have Pettis. I yeah, think what uh, different years, but both are same Pac twelve. Pac twelve players that really haven't turned out to they, they're, where they were drafted. They haven't performed. As so, you you were telling me Solly looks like in greater shape than he was this year. Apparently, right? yeah, he's two hundred eighty pounds now. Does that translate to the field? Now I was just reading the how story. many how many subway footlongs did he eat before he got on that scale? <laughs> I don't know. The dude—he's a beast. He, he, yes, he is. Physically, he's a beast. But, but he, does he finally realize, like, I'm not an edge rusher. This is not Stanford. Well, no, that's 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 the team, and apparently he's with. DJ has he bought Jones. into that? Uh, probably. I don't think. I, I don't think he's. I don't think. Some, I don't think his mentality says, "Oh, I'm an edge rusher." I think his mentality is, "I'll just play wherever." Yes, sir. I'll play wherever. He, he is, it, it better now, be something. Now, when they drafted him, they didn't really have much other than Solomon Thomas to put on the outside. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, God, I can't remember the uh, Atauchu, I think, was going to be their best. Uh, ooh, best uh, yeah, whatever. I can't even spell that. I think that. he's Get still on. playing in the league, too, so if you want to, you know, fantasy-wise. Great. Okay, practice people. squad. I don't. I haven't worked on my practice squad roster. But yet. if you're going to put Solomon Thomas anywhere, I mean, that's where he was supposed to. Uh, 
When he played at Stanford, that's where he... That's is this his contract here? Yeah, this is it for him. So this they, is they it. didn't pick up the 50-year option. Did you see that picture when uh, he was working out? When he had his shirt off and he was work, working out with the... Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. And Aaron Donald looks like this Adonis. And then, like, oh, all right, you know. That was last year. It okay. Paid, you, you can see it paid off. So what I want you to do... You can see it paid off. I don't know. What I want you to I'm do... kidding. <laughs> I don't care if you're kidding. Because I'm being very serious right now. What I want you to do is I want you to find him and ask him to take his shirt off for you. No, I'm good. You're good with that? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, if you don't want to work for the podcast, you don't want to work to, you know, for your profession, that's I fine. do know somebody that can do that, though. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Oh man! Where so we? we were talking. I somehow we were, I thought we were talking about the run D improvement, and then we were talking about or or not improvement. What I'm hoping is that you know even without Defoe in the middle, Kinlaw steps up. I have a feeling he, you know, with the run, from what I'm hearing with Camp, you can't move the guy, and if if he can take double teams in the middle, and you have DJ Jones and Kinlaw coming in, Someone's boom, open. boom, 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 right? Bosa's gonna get Bosa's gonna get doubled. So I think the key to the defensive line this year is D Ford. D Ford's yeah. gonna be single the whole time. Well, that's scary. That's if he's healthy, healthy, right? Yeah. Apparently he's healthy. Yeah. For how long? For how long will he be healthy? If you can get seventy five percent of him, meaning well, not from last year, like he played, right. like he played a quarter a quarter of the snaps. If you can get him, if you can make sure he's he's ready to go one hundred percent. On third down, down, every single every single game, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, so he's not going to be there next year. So but that's huge. Yeah, but we can wish him well. You know, he'll come back for the ring, and he'll have it sized, and then he'll move on. All right. So he's going to be the key this year. He, sh- I, if he doesn't have double digit sacks, then you know what? I'm going to be very disappointed. Right. And then, well, you're, if he doesn't have double digit sacks. Bosa's going to have to continue to work harder and harder because, <laughs> you know, he. you might see triple teams on him this year. You might see some some Aaron Donald type type stuff where they're sliding the line, continuing over to that side. That has to work out very well for somebody on the D-line. It better work out for somebody on the D-line. Eric. All right, do you want to go behind them and go back to the linebackers? Warner, Greenlaw, Tom Alexander? Well, finishing up the run, I mean, Greenlaw's now in his second year, right? Yes. And he had a pretty good rookie season, he I would did. say. And, and then and he's already been uh, he's already been uh, nominated to the depth chart behind Quan Alexander. And in I think you were telling me later it's going to be Quan Alexander. He's going to be gone next year, right? You think? Yeah, you this is last year. You got to pay my man Bosa. You got to get yeah. the money ready. <laughs> you got to start going to Kinkos now. <laughs> Whatever, just get the Federal Reserve to give him some stimulus, and and we'll be okay. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so just just print off some money for both. Sides. He'll be fine. Well, I, you know, if you, if you want to talk about the contracts, if you go, uh, no, I don't want to talk. It ain't my money. I don't give a shit. Well, if you go to the secondary, all those guys in the backfield, yeah, or in the secondary, they're all going to be free agents except for Jimmy Ward. True, I, but I would here, here, here. We'll we got to talk about Fred Warner, okay? Because I say Fred Warner is. At minimum, second team All Pro this year. He had what ninety ish, eighty, ninety tackles last year. Yep. I mean, he's going to be. If you think about it, especially after Sherman either retires or moves on, I don't think they would bring him back the year after. He's going to be the leader of the defense. Yeah. Well, at, obviously, just 
you know, playing the position that he plays, but he is exactly what the uh, 49ers, to me, that's what they stand for. They, he's a quiet leader, but he's loud on the field. And Richard, wait, wait, wait. What did you say about Richard Sherman? He's a quiet what? He's not a quiet leader. Oh, I thought that was really yeah, I was, I was confused. No, I was like, Fred oh, my Warner God. He's a quiet Fred, leader. Yeah, all right. Very on the outside that. looking in, but on the field, obviously. He, oh, he's a beast. He's a beast. All right, let's, let's do this. Speaking of beasts, all right, we appreciate you listening to our show today. We appreciate you, uh, you know, tuning in to us. Next week, we're, let's get to some DBs next week. Let's see how practice goes this week. I heard practice, what was it, today that got switched or yesterday that got moved around because of the air quality? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if they did or not. You're not a, a meteorologist or what? No, no, I just know, I know that the, uh, what, you want to know about the air quality? I, no, I don't want to know about that. I'm just saying, like, I'm preparing for us for next week's podcast. I'm letting these people know that we're going to be, like, these are the things we're maybe going to focus on next week. And I said, DB. Well, currently right now, our air quality is moderate. We're sitting moderate. at we're sitting an air quality I, index. I, I, I smoked a pack of cigarettes by just walking outside today. We didn't talk about a moderate. Case, in case our listeners want to know, the air quality index probably right now yeah. is sitting in between right. 100 to 150. Right. That And it could be getting worse. But if you're going to talk about Santa Clara. So if you're listening to this podcast outside and you're still alive, <laughs> then tune in next week. When we come back at you with you know what, though? This is what? Common, this is pretty common stuff. I mean, last year, shit, they played through, uh, it was October where they were playing the Steelers. It was the same thing. We had fires going all over the place. We still played. I think that, you know, it, it almost feels like it's a, a normal occurrence. And, and I'm going to leave you with this. We have a fire right now with the 49ers. As they, it's at the uh, center position, and that's how we're going to leave next week's podcast. On so, I, huh? On the center position? Yeah. Okay. You know, the position where everyone keeps getting beat up, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I might have to check my email. I might have just got drafted for the center. Maybe. Daniel Kilgore probably took your spot, though. Damn it. Just call him up. Call him up. <laughs> is he, is he, what grocery store is he working at right now? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> <keep on. laughs> All right. Very good. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you a week from today. All right, then. Later.